up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming News. And we have some doozies this week. Sit on back. Let's talk about some gaming news. If you like these kind of things, which aren't just regurgitated news pieces videotaped out for some kind of views, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe. Let's check it out. The first I want to talk about is Electronic Arts and Lucasfilm Games revealed Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The next chapter in the cherished Star Wars action-adventure series chronicling the journey of Cal, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, is going to be available on the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. This is going to be developed by the same team at Respawn who did the original game under Stig. It will expand upon Star Wars, the stories, the worlds, and the characters from the first game, even though this is many years later. The best part of this, of course, is the return of Cameron playing Cal. He absolutely rocked the part in the original game. Can't wait to see him back. Interestingly enough, this actually lines up with a possible Obi-Wan cameo because there was a small snippet from Ewan McGregor who discussed that Obi-Wan had to actually match up with a game in its timing, which was a little bit odd. I don't know if that's what's happening here, but interestingly enough, this actually lines up. If you look at it, the original game came five years after The Purge. This game is five years after that. Obi-Wan's show is 10 years after The Purge as well. And a couple things that they hinted at right from the starting, there will be more interaction with both your friend, BD1, as well as the world itself. There will also be a more dynamic battle system and building upon what we originally had in the other game. Respawn aced the first game and with an active enemy battle poeming out in the background, as you can see Cal taking on some wounded looking one-armed enemy in a battle scene, the game looks to actually keep that super dark presence that the original had and I think works so well with. Let's just hope the game lets you get more more than 20 different colored dirty overalls as your customizables. When the trailer ends, it shows Cal sitting in front of what looks like some kind of ancient hibernation back to tank kind of thing, looking on at what most assumedly is called the survivor for this game. We'll have to see if that's a character we've already seen in the original games, which some people are claiming, or if it is a new character or somebody from the expanded canon or something like that. But I think it looks awesome. I can't wait. Of course, this is CGI right now, but we know what the original game looked like and having the same team work on it is exciting. This is actually aimed for a 2023 release, and I think they'll probably hit it. A game that didn't hit it so well, but is continually trying to repair itself is Cyberpunk. A ton of lines of dialogue have reportedly been snatched from some data miners about Cyberpunk 2077's first expansion. They got piped out online for people to read. And it seems like this is not only the entire plot and DLC questline, but a lot of indications about what is going to happen within seven main missions of the Cyberpunk DLC. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, so this will be a short little news snippet. It does have the character actually exploring new locations and interacting with some new and old characters, as well as some possible changes to the endings. I think that's one of the excitable parts because it actually shows that as those guys continue to work, continue to add DLC as well as patches, they're understanding that a lot of these don't just make sense to change just the DLC itself, especially because you'll be interacting with that DLC as you work through the main quest proper. But it won't just be the seven main quests either. There are going to be some side quests here. There's some new world encounters, some new stories, and those seven main missions, as well as what appears to be some small mini quests of some kind. It's exciting to finally get a little bit of data about this. But again, I don't want to spoil too much for you guys or talk too much about it. But we are finally seeing this company move forward with the DLC. And once again, I do think that some of the hints that this is interacting with the rest of the game as a holistic title is a really good way for them to move forward. 
Next up, but not last up, I want to talk a moment about official PlayStation PC sales. Benji Sales, at Benji Sales on Twitter, fantastic guy, covers a lot of the different sales metrics that we see for these various different video game systems, and had some information about official PlayStation PC sales, and I want to knock these out for you guys just for a second. Horizon Zero Dawn, 2.39 million copies sold, about 60 million in revenue. Days Gone, 852,000 at 22.7 million in revenue. And God of War, 971,000 at 26.2 million. Now, I want to point out that even though Days Gone was out for far longer, I am quite surprised that God of War isn't more, or that maybe Days Gone is that many. Those being that close together, even again for a full year away from each other, was a little bit surprising to me. I don't know why I just assumed, especially with God of War, the ability to do some mods possibly for that game, adjust it, and those people who maybe just never got to actually leap into God of War, it's such a premier title, that would have actually sold even more than we get here. Still, not bad. The game is obviously doing well. 26.2 million in revenue again. This is something that as we look forward, Sony also did a business meeting and discussed their future and the ideas that they have, which include 12 service games that are currently in the works. Now, whether that takes into account a couple of the various different Bungie games, we don't know, but even if that took into account four or five, that still leaves around eight full service games, and Sony made it clear that they are hinging on service games as a massive increase in their sales. They also expect that within the future couple years, 50% of all of Sony sales will be mobile and PC. Exponential growth is what they expect within the mobile and PC market. I, for one, have no issues with mobile games on the side of the main games, you know, something a little bit like Fallout Shelter versus Fallout, that kind of thing. For some of these larger games in particular, you could really actually make something quite interesting. Additionally, as we move forward, tablets and cell phones are becoming incredibly powerful. So the idea of putting something on here like a Hitman Go could be a phenomenal step when it's connected to one of these premier titles from Sony. Sony definitely discussed some things that I know made a couple fans a little bit nervous, especially hinging on those service games and discussing mobile and PC. But I personally feel that that platform is open for them. And the PC platform is at such a different price rate that really it makes sense to release some of them at least day and date on the PC as well as the Sony PlayStation, especially with Sony still not able to get Sony Playstations into people's hands as much as they would certainly like to. And continuing on the Sony rampage of news, Sony says that PlayStation VR 2 will have over 20 launch games. Now, this is from Jim Ryan. He said that Sony Entertainment is spending a considerable amount of money securing VR content from third-party developers. If you will notice, they say third-party developers when they're actually talking about these 12 games being ready. If I looked at this myself, I would say that most likely what we'll see is two to three first-party games as well as those third-party titles. But as I was looking at what titles Sony has that they could move to first person, I would love for them, if they're not going to bring back Resistance as a first person pancake version, bring a Resistance, a full on Resistance in the Half-Life Alex vein onto the PSVR. It would be amazing. The PSVR 2 has a ton of new and improved tech including amazing controllers, as well as various different eye tracking systems. You could really make a shooter sing. And I do believe 
that PlayStation PSVR 2 needs this. When you look at the cost, $500 for your PlayStation, four to 500, as well as probably another four to 600 for the PSVR 2, and the additional issues with just getting some of the content from these different systems or just getting the systems themselves, I would love to see them knock it out of the park with some huge titles. Jim states, Right now, there's a considerable amount of money being spent on partnerships with independent and other third-party developers to secure a considerable pipeline of attractive VR content at the launch of PlayStation VR 2. That energy, that effort, and that money will continue to grow as the installed base of PlayStation VR 2 headsets grows also. Here's what's interesting. Depending on if people can get this, depending on what the sale price is, and depending on how the ecosystem works, including if people can have a PlayStation 5 to even play this on, It'll be sort of nerve-wracking, I think, for a small amount of time to see exactly how much PlayStation's going to put into it if they're waiting to see how that install base grows. PSVR did do well. PSVR 2 looks even better, but at the same time, it always requires software to deliver the peripheral. And of course, we already know Horizon Call of the Mountain from Gorilla and Firespite is coming out, as well as there was a little bit of a rumor that Call of Duty, one of the ways that they get rated is by going to the ratings board. Apparently, one of them, one of the new games, has a caution rating, which only comes up in VR games, caution that a person has to be moving around while playing this. Whether that turns out to be a Call of Duty with a full PlayStation PSVR component, I don't know, or maybe it's just VR as a whole, it will still be quite interesting to see how they deliver the PlayStation VR to, how it works with the current ecosystem, and if games like Horizon Call of the Mountain can end up pulling people in and keeping them enticed, especially when so many different offerings from the likes of Meta continue to increase and take more and more of the market share. And I'll just finish this off. No, I don't think that PSVR 2 will be native out of the box PC capable. However, we do know somebody's going to be hacking that thing as soon as humanly possible. And speaking of hacking, well, in this case, not necessarily hacking, but looking around, people have found out that there is an entry for what looks like PS5's exclusive Returnal heading to the PC. Currently, this is just a leak, but basically somebody saw it on the Steam database under the label of Oregon. And if that turns out to be true, we'll be seeing Returnal on the PC, and I can honestly say it's a long time in coming. Hope you guys like the news. If you do, give it a thumbs up, comment. First 1,000 people who comment will be the first 1,000 people to have commented. The rest of you, comment afterwards, and we'll still love you. If you get a chance, subscribe. You can go to the patron. You can be a donator there, as well as checking out ACG vids on Reddit. Or, you know, just, hell, have a good day. That'll be good enough for me.